Hi, this is Glenn Delakian, host of Tandem Radio, The Good News on Business, heard every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Bridge FM or on the web. Thanks for joining us for a special series, Building a Kingdom-Minded Company. Whether you're a business owner or just starting your first job, our desire is that God would influence every part of your life, including your business world. Mark Griffin, president of In His Name HR, which provides human resources consulting for many organizations, brings some fantastic tools on faith and work through his 12-part series on building a company for God's glory. Let's join Mark and host D. Kovac for this segment on Building a Kingdom-Minded Company here at TandemRadio.com. Today, we're talking with Christian business consultant Mark Griffin about his company, In His Name, Human Resources. In His Name, HR is leading business as a kingdom-minded company. During this 12-part series, Mark gives you the tools to prosper as a kingdom-minded company. Hi, Mark. Today we're going to be talking about the vision, organizational vision. We just completed in our previous show speaking on the mission. So my very first question is, what's the difference? That's a question, D, that I'm asked all the time by business owners. What's a mission, what's a vision, and what's the difference? Well, it's pretty simple. The mission is what you do every day. The vision is where you're going as an organization and where you want to be five years out and ten years out. So the mission is what you do every day. It's the tactical piece. And the vision is where do you want to be strategically in five years. Is this something that is detailed? Do you say that you want to increase your sales by X amount of numbers within five years, or you want to have so many employees, or you want to have so many, you know, widgets that you're building in the capacity? What what does that mean in the future, in the vision? Well, that's a, a, a absolutely uh, correct. You do want to have numbers behind everything that you do as a business. Now, those numbers wouldn't be shared in your vision statement, you're going to build those into your performance review process, your operational plans, uh, the way you lead your employees. Those numbers are going to get to where you want to be. But the vision is is a statement that articulates where you're going to be in five years so that the employees can get some energy around and also that your vendors and customers can understand. And to give you I'll give you two great examples of, of visions that I personally really appreciate, one being from Amazon and one being from Nike. And, and Nike is to be the number one athletic company in the world. That's simple. It's easy to understand. It's easy for employees to remember. It's easy for customers to embrace. For Amazon, our vision is to be the Earth's most customer-centric company, to build a place where people can come and find and discover anything they want to buy or anything they may want to buy online. So that's the vision for Amazon and and Nike, short, simple, and easy for people to understand. And as the, is this something also that we're putting out there like the mission and we're communicating it to the employees, to the customers, to our uh, associated suppliers and vendors? Is this something that lives in the same manner or is this something that we just say once a year when we do our annual report and recap of the year no it's absolutely something that goes hand in hand with your mission and with your core values 
and I really advocate stays on on one document together so that whenever you're communicating your mission, vision, and values, I call it MVV, is clearly on one page and everybody can see what those are. Because you know what? High-performing organizations, organizations that are accelerating, that are doing well, that are going to be prosperous, have a really good vision, and that vision is understood by all the employees and also understood by the customers as well. Now, the vision you said is something that communicates where a company is going to. Uh, and you mentioned five years, ten years. Is there a prescribed period of time that a business owner would want to think about when they're thinking about their vision? Uh, absolutely. It's it's typically in five years, five year intervals. When when I started in human resources over twenty years ago, strategic thinking and visioning was was fifteen, twenty, twenty five years. With the way the world is changing and the way things have accelerated so so quickly. Forward thinking now is, is typically five years. Five years is like an incredible amount of time in the business world. So to have a vision five years out is about right in today's business times. Again, 20 years ago, it might have been 20 years, but with the acceleration, the changes, uh, long term means about five years. Is this something that you pull out every five years and, and examine that needs to be changed or needs to be worked on? Or is this something that can be looked at each year as, as you do evaluate your success of the year that you've just completed? No, it's something that's totally integrated within your organization and is really part of the pulse, the heartbeat of the organization. It's something that's lived every day that's embraced, that people understand, that gives them energy on why they're coming to work every day and why they need to accomplish their goals and objectives. You know, I look back at my role as an HR manager when I worked for the Gatorade division of Quaker Oats, and we had a very aggressive strategy with with the Gatorade uh, brand itself, and we worked in manufacturing, uh, processing Gatorade for our customers. We were very good, the plant manager and I and the rest of the leadership team, to articulate what the vision was for the Gatorade division and how we really wanted to, quite frankly, smoke the competition. And really, when you look back at that time period and the energy that we brought to manufacturing there, we did uh, smoke the competition because when you look at the products that we were competing against, Powerade and Allsport, I mean, really, where is Allsport today? We don't even know if Allsport even exists. And, and Powerade has been diminished. And the, the Gatorade product itself went from $200 million to over a billion dollars in a short period of time. So I'm, I'm going to tell you the president of the Gatorade division had a vision. Um, the marketing, head of marketing for Gatorade had a vision. And that vision was ingrained through that whole division of that organization, and we achieved great things because of it. One of the things that you just said about being bold, and in a secular environment, you were bold. Uh, as Christians, sometimes I think that we're afraid to be bold, and we're afraid to say, this is where I want to be. I am going to do this for fear of alienating or offending or you know, you just don't want to put yourself out there. It puts you in an uncomfortable position. But are you telling me that it's okay to be bold and to say what it is you want to achieve? Absolutely. I, I do I, I do believe as Christians and especially Christian business leaders, we're called to be bold in our faith. 
quite frankly, that's something that I struggled with with my walk with the Lord in the in, in the in the last several years. Is you know what's the fine line? Quite frankly, I I, I left secular companies and and working for secular companies because I couldn't be outward with my faith. I had to take things that were part of my faith and and part of my being and part of my walk with Christ and, and, and take that away. And I couldn't operate in that environment. I can't operate under the veil of holiday party versus Christmas party. We know it's Christmas. We know it's not a holiday party. It's a, it's a Christmas party. And that's what the organization was celebrating. So, you know, that's not uh, for everybody. And, and, and some folks want to walk the politically correctness line, uh, but I believe the folks that, that own their business, that are Christian business owners, uh, can be bold in their faith, and I believe we're all called to it. You know, one of the things that you've also mentioned is the uh, rapid pace of today's business world, just life in general. I mean, who would have ever thought, you know, my goodness, we, we actually have uh, – things that we talk in that look like back when some of us were children, Captain Kirk was speaking into back at the Starship Enterprise. So, you know, how do we see what's going to be? I mean, things are moving so quickly. What do we see in the future? You know, it's not about, like you said, it's not a 2025-year growth period no, anymore. No, it's not. And, D, you know what? That, that it, it gives us all more reason as Christian business owners and, and leaders to embrace our employees. Our employees now more than ever need us. They need us at a far greater level than any other time in history. Our, our, our government is collapsing. We have issues overseas with economies. People don't know where they're going to get paid in a year from now. They don't know if their pensions are going to be here. But the only thing that we have that remains is Christ. He's always there. He's always guiding us. And when employees see that and they see your comfortableness with it, then they're drawn to Christ. But I really believe we need to be there for our employees now more than ever. And a statistic that I pull out that could be argued, some say it's higher, some should be lower, is you know, 58% of people don't attend a church service every week. 58%. That's an incredible amount of people that, that don't go to church, that, that don't hear the message of Jesus Christ. So as a Christian business owner, we have a captive audience. We have people that are working 40, 50 hours a week in our places of work that we can breathe life into. Our employees are suffering. They have issues financially. They have issues with their husbands, their spouses, their teenagers, their parents are getting older. You name it. And if we're not there for our employees, who should we be there for? Well, when we speak of these things and, you know, security, and, and I guess that we should know, and I believe, and I believe in the, I know that in Corinthians, and I forget the exact chapter and verse, that it states there are no new things under the sun, meaning that all things that have occurred to us as humans, it, generations, thousands of centuries prior to have also because the one common thing is that we're human. But what I'm hearing you say is that as a kingdom-minded company, you are putting that certainty that whatever is necessary for the future and the vision and whatever comes from our, our years that we go into the future, 
that God is going to give us the tools and the resources in which we're going to be able to continue uh, our walk and to continue to succeed as a kingdom company. Absolutely. God has that written. That's for sure. But it's up for us to lay things down and put our trust in God that it's going to unfold. It's going to unfold the way that God has planned it for us, not necessarily the way that we think it was planned. Oftentimes we we want the outcome to be the way that we perceive the outcome should be. But God's already got it written. He knows where we're going, and it's for good, not for disaster. So when you lay down and, 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 and you put all your hope in, in God, it'll unfold, and it'll unfold in, in a good way, in, in a prosperous way. We just have to trust in him to allow us to get there. That doesn't mean we don't do anything and we just wait for the Lord. To, to guide us. No, we still have to work hard. We still need to focus. We still need to motivate our employees. There's still companies to run, but we need to be rest assured that at the end of the day, we're going to be well fed. Well, I think it's kind of funny that when you're speaking of that, what makes me, you know, there are only so many burning bushes, truly. I mean, and if you think about it, when you look through the Bible and you look at what God did in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, um, very much had to use humans in order to get his work done here on earth. I mean, sure. it, they were all parts of the miracles. I mean, if there wasn't the little boy there, you know, with the fish and the, the loaf of bread, then how does the miracle come? You know, he uses humans and, um, you know, the security in knowing that, that there is always a way to figure out the next step. And, and, you know, how have you seen, uh, owners, managers, middle level, executive level, how have you seen them as far as being able to put this vision? And because this truly is where you are using your faith in more ways than in any other part of what you, uh, discuss as a kingdom company, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. I, th- I think it's the core because it's really your heart and soul of the organization, what your vision is and where you're going and how you're going about doing it through your values, which we'll talk about the how to's when we talk about the values, um, in, in a show that we're going to discuss in the future here. Uh, but the vision is so very important. Uh, to the employees because it does give them a hope in a future. It does give them the idea and the concept that the company is thinking ahead of time. And a properly facilitated vision will also get their concepts as part of it as well. They should be part of the vision of the organization as well, not just the ownership. And, you know, it, it's been my experience just to kind of go on a little bit more about this particular area and, and your faith. And, and, you know, I think that strength comes from faith, you know, a person's strength. I think that in a business and professional sense, the strongest people that I have worked with or had the privilege of working for, whether they profess their faith or not, there was a sense of strength and calm. And that doesn't mean strength in an iron fisted kind of way, but a strength in knowing who they were, what they believed in, and that what they were doing would eventually result in what was the best. And that didn't mean they didn't fail. And there weren't things that didn't need to be modified, but they certainly didn't, you know, dwell on 
the failings or the things that didn't work or maybe they didn't achieve what they thought they were sure. going to achieve. How, and what has your experience been with people, you know, uh, talking about their vision and where they want to go forward and helping people because it's not just what you're seeing, but it's what you're walking to. The the greatest obstacle that I run into is where, where you have a visionary leader that has an idea of where he or she wants to take the organization but is incapable or has never been able to get that trickled down through the organization itself. Uh Oftentimes I meet a CEO that has great vision for the company and a great heart and, and embraces values and, and tries to have a wonderful walk with the Lord, but just simply does not know how to do it, doesn't know what to do with it. And, and what's really unique is they go to their pastor and they say, I need help. I'm a business person and, and I want to do more. I want to do more. And that's what's so really cool about what God's done with me and has done with my experiences. I'm continually connecting with pastors across a variety of different denominations in a, in a variety of different places all over the world. And the pastors seek counsel from me with, what do I tell these business leaders? How do I help the business leader walk their walk in, in, in the marketplace? And there's not a lot of support out there for the business leader around the building a kingdom-minded company or building a kingdom organization. And that's why, D, I get so excited about where I am in, in my walk and within my firm and, and with what I'm doing because I see the value and I, I see CEOs perking up to uh, uh, what it is that I'm doing and how I'm helping them. And that's why, quite frankly... I'm very honored today to be here on this show because I know that God will put my voice and your voice in front of the right CEO at the right time, and they may reach out for some help. Well, Mark, we certainly are glad you're here, too, and we're going to thank all the listeners for being with us. In our next show, Mark's going to talk about core values and how we put those together and we define them for the Kingdom Company. You've been listening to Mark Griffin of In His Name HR at Tandem Radio, the good news on business. Be sure to check out some of Mark's other segments at www.tandemradio.com. That's tandemradio.com. You can find out more about Mark and In His Name HR as well as other shows and videos on our website. Also, be sure to tune in every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Bridge FM or the web. Thanks again for joining us for the good news on business.